Welcome to another episode of Thanks Divorce, where we discuss the lessons, the awakenings, and the gruesome beauty of going through a divorce. And I'm your host, Janine Bell. Hey, hello, welcome back. I'm talking to you, I'm talking to me. It's been quite a hiatus for me, and I'm just realizing that when this episode comes out, it will have been a month since the last time there was a new episode, and uh, apologies, life has happened. I didn't let you know I was going to be gone for any amount of time, I just kind of disappeared, but I'm back. And in between that time, I had strep throat, which was horrendous. I moved from one part of Brooklyn to another part of Brooklyn, which is still ongoing. I had a birthday, which is was great. It was up and down, really, but overall, it was great. So a lot has happened, and I'm back. That's all that matters, really. So welcome back to, to both of us, you listening and me talking. I'm happy to be back. I've missed this. This feels good to be here again and do it again. And yeah, and I've also had time to think about the show as a whole and how I want to approach things and the episodes and just the direction for the show. It's a new year for me, honestly. It's my birthday just passed, so it just feels like a time of reflection and looking forward and visioning and, you know, recalibrating and reconsidering all the things. And moving forward, we're going to We're going to get more direct about these episodes, at least sprinkle more of these in. And this one is quite the jump off. And I don't know what I'm going to title it yet, but the working title is how to heal from a divorce or breakup, how to get over, how to get through, how to overcome. We don't know yet, but we'll see. Essentially, I think there has been information about this specific thing sprinkled in all of the episodes, honestly. But if you want to get it all in one place, this is it right here. So boom. I'm just basically going to give you a five or six-ish tools or tips on how to, as a person, you're, you're taking care of yourself. That's your one job. To take care of yourself during the time of a breakup or divorce or breakdown, or even getting fired, but we're going to talk about relationships. <laughs> but uh, sidebar, let me just say that I want to put emphasis on the ability and the responsibility to take care of ourselves. No matter what happens in life, like that is our only thing that we need to do. If someone has wronged us, you know, it, it feels good to like point the finger and be mad and rah, 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 sure. But at the end of the day, that's doing nothing for your own peace of mind, your own health, your own well-being, your own like restoration back to homeostasis. So it's really about anything that happens, taking the time whenever you're ready to take care of yourself and your heart and your mind and your body and all the things because nobody else can do it for you. So if the person wronged you, yelling at them won't do anything for you. I mean, a temporary Band-Aid type of, I feel good that I got that out. Sure. But then come back to yourself and, you know, turn on the healing, healing mode, anger mode, healing mode. Cool. Right. All right. So how, how do we heal? How do we get over? How do we overcome a divorce or breakup? And in no particular order, 
I will give you one through, let's say six-ish. And also part of the context of all this is that, let's say before one, let's say um, zero, (laughs) is that this information and healing in general varies per person. And it varies per situation. I don't know all the details of all the things and all the variations of I was 26 and he dumped me or I was 459 and you know he left and had a baby with a 21 year old like there's no there's no real way to know so there's so many variables that this varies per person and per situation and 0a before I get to number 1 <laughs> is that you know, the age old thing that they say, time heals all wounds. Time helps a whole lot. Constructively used time. I'll just add that caveat. And it doesn't heal all wounds, but it definitely helps. So adding time to things. So if you think about, um, you know, cutting, getting cut uh, on your finger, like you're cutting onions or something, you cut your finger, that's an open wound that may be susceptible to pain if you use water and soap. Then later on, you might have a little scab. That little scab is a little bit of skin, harder skin to help it heal. It's protecting it a bit. Time has passed. We got this new scab. Boom. And the scab is there to help the new skin underneath it can like come together so we it depends on where you are in your healing journey if it's is it an open wound is it a thin little scab that you have there or do you have new skin these are part of the 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 journey and the variables and you checking in with yourself to know where you are and um how you can navigate moving forward to know if you're healed or not. Like, has this wound healed? Is it an open wound? Am I triggered by something? Hearing the person's name? Am I triggered by the scent of this, I don't know, that cologne or perfume? <laughs> um, certain topics might trigger it. Seeing someone else get married might trigger it. It depends on where you are. So are you dealing with an open wound, a scab, or new skin? New skin, I would say, is healed. You're healed. You're in a good place, right? So that's just zero and zero A. I just like I just created that little um, analogy for skin and wounds just now. So I was happy to say it. Does it apply here? We'll see. So how do we heal from <laughs> from a divorce or breakup? That's gonna be the name of it. Obviously, I keep saying it over again. So now we're at one. <laughs> Finally. Seven minutes in, we're at number one. All right, so in no particular order, let the feelings come and go. That's number one. Feelings will come and go. The sadness, the appreciation, the resentment, the um, anger, let them come and go. They are like clouds in the sky. They will come and they will go. You don't have to sit and dwell in, sulk in any of them at all it is it can be a choice to say hey this is here but it doesn't have to live here just kind of passing through cool 
And with that, I'd like to just mention that grief in general comes in waves and it's nonlinear. And there are times when you feel like I'm healed and I feel better about this whole situation. And then you're drawn back by something. Who knows what the thing is, the trigger or the, the memory or, you know, doing a thing that was what y'all did together or whatever the thing is. It's fine. It's, it's like you feel like you've taken 10 steps forward, but you, you take four steps back or even one step forward and you take four back. Both of them are fine. It's a part of the process of working it through your body and getting it out, having it come up and go. It's, I think it's normal. I've heard grief, grief counselors say it's normal. So take away my, I think grief counselors have said that it's normal <laughs> that grief comes and goes and it comes in waves and it's nonlinear, all those things. That's number one. So let the feelings of grief or whatever the thing is come and go. Number two, have gratitude for whatever you experienced in that relationship. The good, the bad, whatever it is. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of my life and teaching me the things you taught me. Some of them were hard lessons. Some of them were really good ones. But take the lessons and move forward. Take them into your life, whether it be romantic or just in professional, familial, interpersonal relationships. Take the good parts because there were good parts. There were good parts that kept you there. So just hang on to those and not the bad ones. I guess number three would be let go of the pain. Make an active decision to let go, to just put it down. Not push it down, but actually put it down. Like, I don't actually want to feel this anymore. So just making the active choice to choose joy or choose not pain. I, I choose not to be hurt anymore. I choose not to think about this. I choose to move on. I've, I'm choosing a different route for my emotional being. Which can segue into the next one, huh? <laughs> Healthy distractions. Healthy distractions can be useful in a time where you don't want to feel you know, the negative stuff. A healthy distraction could be uh, quality time with your friends or exercise or learning new recipes or picking up a new habit and distraction from those quiet moments where that person or that situation crosses your mind and you start to feel sad or angry or resentful, any of those things. That's when you find that distract. Call a friend. We're going to FaceTime. We're going to do something. Um, or go learn a TikTok dance or something. <laughs> I don't, I really don't mean that. But a healthy distraction. Distractions can be unhealthy, but choose a healthy one. And uh, I think that'll help you in those silent moments, those quiet moments. Number, where are we? Five? <laughs> If it's not a healthy distraction, then get actual support. I mean, this is, this is, I've said it over and over again. Like it's a thing. I love it. I love support. I love beyond friendship and family. There are people who are qualified 
to help you through things and ask you the right questions and pull things out of you that you didn't know were there. And whether that be a therapist or coaching, I don't know, a priest, somebody who you can talk to, who can be impartial and insightful to your situation and helpful and help you through because it can be a lonely road. It can be very hard and uphill battle, all the things if you're doing it by yourself. Group coaching, group therapy, group, I don't know, support groups, Facebook groups even can be, can be helpful. But when someone's actually trained to help and assist and support you, I, I think they're worth their weight in gold. And, um, can help you in ways that like you have blind spots about this a hundred percent. You have blind spots about this relationship, about this divorce, this breakup. There's blind spots that trained professionals can help pull out and help you see. And, or there are pieces of the puzzle that you might not see because you only have one lens through which you see things. And when someone else is there to help you through it, it can help you immensely. So highly recommend if I haven't, I've probably said it in every single episode of this podcast. And my last tidbit of advice, which I think is my favorite, is to when you're going through a breakup or a divorce or all the, anything, take on less responsibility if you can especially when you're grieving and that's any, any kind of grief, take on less as much as you possibly can say less to say yes to less things because you don't have the capacity at this time or at that time. It is not business as usual. And you know, life keeps going and responsibilities keep start to knock things off or delegate or ask for help from friends to help you through. Um, and it might not look like you're struggling. It might look like, uh, I'm scatterbrained or I, I just can't get it together or I'm not motivated right now, but like looking at everything holistically, you're going through a lot emotionally and that is taking up your capacity to take on things or to keep the things that are on your plate on there. So ask for support and say less because it's different. (laughs) The conditions are different. And if, if you've got nothing else, um, from this whole thing, I'd say that being able to check in with yourself to know that I'm not well right now. And that's okay. It's okay to say, it's okay to be like we're human. Like we're not going to be robots working at a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time. And even robots probably need to be charged like iPhones, you know? So find a way to in into it. That's a verb, right? To know where you are and what you can, what, what you can hold, what you can do, what you can take on. Because sometimes that shifts. The same thing for new moms. Like, no, you don't have it. You can't do everything that you used to do the same. 
There's a whole person who depends on you for their survival. It's the same thing. There's different capacities in different parts and portions and sections of your life. And in the time of a breakup or a divorce, your capacity is vastly different. And in the time of grief, of if someone passes away, your capacity is different. A breakup, a divorce is no different than any other type of grief. And so give yourself permission to say no to things. Say yes less and delegate. I don't know if it's a sign-up sheet or just a, a group chat of like, hey, I need support during this time. And if you say like the next three months, six months, who knows how long you need it, but let folks know that you need support at this um, fragile time or this unique time in your life. And that, my friends, is the quick and dirty of how to heal. It's not the end-all, be-all. It's not the cure-all. It's This is not an exhaustive list. This is just a bunch of suggestions from Janine in Brooklyn. You know, I'm just a regular girl with some advice, you know? And if you want more information about all of these things, we can just sort it all out in coaching. Oh, and by the way, when I said I was going to start coaching in March, I did not necessarily plan for a full-blown strep throat and a move and a breakup and a divorce and all the things that come with all of those things. Um, So coaching starts in June. Let's just be real about our lives. And look at me taking on less. Look at that taking my own advice because I just have to get real about capacity. And so here we are leading by example. (laughs) That is it from me. Thank you so much for listening. To learn more about anything I said or anything I do, you can go to thanksdivorce.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you're listening to this. I really would appreciate that. And I will see you next time on another episode of Thanks Divorce.